Welcome to another episode of the Bitter Jury Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. And tonight, we will be recapping the second double eviction of the U.S. 25 season. We are rounding the home stretch of this season. I don't know about you guys. I'm exhausted. I think 100 days might be a little too long for this show, but I am so ready to see how this one plays out. Joining me tonight, we are missing my usual co-host, Charles. Uh, so I'll go straight first to you, Richard. Richard, welcome back to the show. I know you got to see glimpses of the episode tonight. I heard you missed the cringeworthy blue uh, interview, which made me want to literally go and dig my own grave in the backyard. <laughs> uh, but I would normally say lucky for you to miss that, but I'm sure you were probably watching Syracuse football, so that wasn't that much better. So welcome to the show. How are you doing? Why'd you need to bring him up? Why'd you need to bring it up? I, I was having a good day, forgetting that we suck, but um, you know that's that's besides the point. I'm excited to talk about more Big Brother and enjoy my pita chips. Um, totally not sponsored, but please, actually, no, yeah, please, Stacey's sponsor me. I've been eating pita chips like religiously for the last few days, so I'm just gonna enjoy my pita chips and just enjoy talking about Big Brother and uh, enjoy the blues gone. All right, well. Let's uh, I like that attitude. We're going to enjoy. This is the celebration of blues removal from the house tonight. Uh, also joining us tonight is Sarah. Sarah, are you ready to join me on this hot wings challenge? Because I think Bowie Jane may be building a little bit of a resume. Oh, no God. second HOH tonight. It's no, been a little no, scary. No, 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 no. <laughs> <sighs> Although I did have a really good night. Double eviction nights are honestly my favorite nights. Um, I mean, eviction nights are honestly my favorite nights because on the other nights, I, I already know what happened. So it's kind of just like a little bit of a recap where Thursday nights, I'm kind of like on the edge of my seat. So tonight was wild. Right, last time I'll do this because I swear I'm just growing Richard's ego every time I say something about Survivor. But Sarah, this is why you should watch Survivor because every episode we don't know what's happening and it's kind of fun. So, all right, but let's get back to Big Brother. Uh, <laughs> we're going to quickly recap the week because the double eviction had a lot of news in it. But I know the big drama of the week and someone who's got a lot of opinions about this big drama is Sarah. Uh, Jag, HOH again. Back-to-back HOH weeks, he was allowed to compete without having to fake dropping out uh, because he won a secret HOH the week before. Um, we've seen this happen in BB22, the cookout season, or sorry, 23, the cookout season when Claire won a secret HOH, and then production told her she had to jump off of the carousel uh, HOH competition. Um, yeah, I know you got big feelings about it. Talk to me about it. I've got really big feelings about it. I feel like it goes against uh, exactly why the game was created. This has never happened. Watching a back-to-back two-week run HOH of Jag has been... Uh, like, I like Jag as a person, but him with his ego in the Big Brother house, like, I actually cannot stand. I swear, if he wins this HOH tonight, I might just go dark for a week <laughs> and completely just avoid everything altogether because it'll be like reliving, uh, like replaying a freaking scene over and over and over and over and over again in my head. And I just don't see... It, it just, it, 
Here's the thing. Jag's HOH was like a secret HOH, right? But he told everyone in the house. By the end of it, people were even joking in their eviction speeches about him being the HOH because everyone in the house knew that he was the secret HOH. If everyone in the house knew he was the secret HOH, there's no way in hell he should have been competing in that competition those should have been the rules if people knew that he was hoh then he couldn't compete that's that and if they did know then okay go ahead compete but he had to throw it it's not fair that what two seasons ago claire had to throw the hoh got evicted that same week that she had to throw the hoh and jack didn't have to do pity squat and he's already been evicted. It just seems like he's gotten a bunch of handouts like along the way. And I'm just tired of his handouts. He's going to be handed the number one check at the very end of the show because he's given all this stupid handouts. And I'm just, if he wins HOH tonight, like, <laughs> count me out. It really punctuates it there at the end when you said he's already been evicted and then all this happened on top of that. Um, yeah, this man's had a wild BB uh, summer for sure. Richard, are we making too big a deal of this um, or is this kind of getting at the integrity of the game here, allowing him to compete back to back HOHs? I mean, from a production standpoint, I get it just because you've put that twist in place and that's how you kind of set it up and that's how you formed it and kind of like made it be at that point i kind of i agree with sarah there should have been some caveat that a secret hoh is secret and if everybody in the house finds out something went wrong with that twist that twist was not like as if i was on production i'd be pissed i went through all these mental gymnastics to put together this cool twist and then the player just ruins it because he just goes and tells the whole house and the rest of America and God knows who on the planet didn't know that Jag was the HOH. Like, doodle zoo. Maybe Bowie Jane didn't know, but that's because I'm not sure she's still playing this well, game. Well, that's because she's not playing the game. Um, I just, yeah, I just think I, I empathize, like above all with this situation, I just empathize with production because just like I get it being in like, like I mean, what's up? You had we both work on like the production side of media, like going through all the mental gymnastics of like setting something up, and then someone ruins your entire plan in five seconds. I'd be pissed. Yeah, no, I, I think we're all on the same page there. So, Richard, then let's move past the j drama of Jack getting the HOH himself. He chose Blue to be his target this week. Was that the right move? No. For him, yes. Because she flat out was targeting him. Blue was? No. I, and honestly, yes. I'm not, I, I don't actually know. It's, I don't know if Jag and Matt knew that she was targeting him, but like we get to sit back and watch the God view and we know that Blue was targeting them. So at the end of the day, even like I will continue to sit here and rant about taking out the easy target. And I will continue to do that tonight because both of the, People evicted tonight were easy targets. But at the end of the day, if someone's coming after you, it's best for your game to take them out. It's it's eat or be eaten. So, like, you know, it's kind of like the I'll get you before you get me. 
fair enough to me. I'm still going to complain that it's the easy target, but, and you know, he could have made a bigger move, but still, I mean, it's not like there's a, it's not like there's a huge amount of options for him to choose from that are super threatening to him, unless he's going to make the move and get out Matt, which doesn't seem as on his radar. Thank you. Next. I was going to say, Sarah, was there a better option for him to go for? That would have been a bigger move. I just feel like, uh, Yes, Blue was coming for him, but yes, he won out every competition against Blue. And yes, I do agree. If she hadn't had gone in the first eviction, she would have been a smart play to get rid of in the double eviction because she does hold a candle compared to other players whenever she is in competitions. However, like I do feel like Jug screwed himself a little bit the week previously when he was secret HOH and nominated Blue. Like he immediately painted a target on his back, but Blue was one of his closest allies. And I do think that she would have carried him a little bit further to the end at that point. But at the end of the day, she was going to come for him. So it was a smart move to get rid of her. I just think like, Putting your one of your closest allies in the block is just frowned upon for me. Richard, did you have a final point there? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just getting distracted because I think the people above my apartment are doing what Corey and America are going to be doing in a few hours. Um, <laughs> That's gold. Know. That's gold just, right there. Either that or they have a fucking trampoline up there. God. <laughs> They're just jumping and just stomping nonstop. It's so annoying, but I'm not going to be an old man. Um, Okay. My, po- what I was going to say was, I just think, I think what's really working for Suri right now is that no one thinks she's a target. I don't know why, but no one sees her as an immediate target for some reason. They've I feel all like. forgotten that she was a survivor. Like, exactly. I've all like, forgotten. Like, like, no, no, not just that, but she played the hell out of this game. True. The majority <laughs> of this game. And they've, I I forgot that actually. And it's like they've forgotten that she's there. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself if you let her buy for even a second, it's like, I swear, it's like watching Tyreek Hill. If you give the man an inch, I hate to make a football reference, but I'm going to. If you give the man an inch of of room, he's going to find it and he's going to run for the end zone. It's Ceree's the same way. If you give her one inch right now, she's going to find that $750,000. And Matt and Jag, it's final five. They, that two isn't, oh crap, it is enough numbers. Crap. Um, Sorry, this is not Survivor. Whoops. Not, not Survivor where everybody votes. Um, But no, depending on the situation, it might not be enough, right? So... It's going to be important for them to secure these votes because if they don't, Felicia and Bowie will can go to Sari and make that work. I also wanted to point out that I saw a tweet somewhere earlier today. Someone tweeted like a picture of Sari hugging Matt and Jag and the caption literally read, Sari just undid what took Felicia like a few days. Sari undid it in 10 minutes. I saw that too. That was that was great. A little longer than ten minutes, but well, I don't. I remember what it exactly was, but I think it was. It might have been thirty minutes, but still. My point is that Suri is in the is like her and Matt are the best players this season. 
The difference is people know Matt is a good player and they know that he's like one of the top guys. And same goes for Jag. They're not lo- even looking in Sari's direction. Well, come on. One, I got to give you props. That's, <laughs> that's how we know you're a sports uh, caster because you made an analogy between uh, Sari's social game and Tyreek Hill's speed, and I love it. I tried to make it really simplified. <laughs> I was really going to like, uh, I was really close to just going off the rails with sports broadcaster and just like, I appreciate you that. know. <laughs> well, and I, I'll throw this to you first, Sarah. We'll just dwell on this for a second because I was going to do it at the end, but now it's the goodest time as ever since we're talking about it. Does Sari have enough time left to turn around that? reputation that she's kind of buried to bring it back to the front and be respectable enough to win the game going up against a mat or a jag in the end if she were to get there you know i i just i don't see a path for sari if she's sitting next to matt or jag um only because like if she had won that HOH tonight, which she had such a strong lead in and we were cheering for her over text message. If she had won that HOH tonight, I definitely think she would stand a chance of winning. Or if she wins an HOH and makes a big move um, before the end of the game, I think that she stands a good chance of winning. But if she is unable to secure any comps this season, I don't think she's a shoe in for a win. Like, yes, we saw Taylor Hale walk away with the win last year with only few wins. Um, but it's a different game this year. And you can't just expect every year that like, oh, if you don't win anything, you can also win the game, you know, so I don't think that that's also how like the jury sees it this season. Um, And although Taylor didn't win very many competitions, she had to overcome a lot of other stuff that went around, went on in the house. So right now, if Cerise sitting next to like Bowie or Felicia, like obviously I could see her potentially taking out the win for, for those two, for sure. But if she's sitting next to Matt and Jag, I don't know because they have secured enough of the house to win those votes in the end. Yeah. I, uh, you know, where is it going to start at this point? I, I'm trying to think about who's won this game without winning any competitions, which would be what Sari would probably have to do. And the only person who's done that is Kevin Jacobs of Canada 10. And I think the problem with Sari is it's the inverse right now of Kevin Jacobs. Kevin started out really like the goofy guy, just kind of like no one knew whose team he was on, didn't have a real alliance, just kind of entertained people. It was just kind of like a crazy guy. Like no one knew what he was going to do, but he wasn't winning comps, so they could ignore him. And then in the second half of the game, he used that goodwill he built up to start making moves behind the scenes. And then on his finale night speech and leading up to it, he could tell people like, look, I tricked you into doing this. And I was the one behind the scenes messing with Marty's head that made him, you know, do this move. And like he could point to certain things that happened recent enough so that people could be like, oh, you were doing stuff. Uh, And he was also up against the comp beast, the guy who he won, who got second place, had won like eight or nine competitions that season. So it could be done. But I think the problem with Suri is all of her master moves were in the first five weeks and like 
I felt like we've been watching this show forever. I'm sure living in that house, it feels 10 times longer. And will the jury members remember how powerful Suri was and how much she ran that game? And will it make a big enough impression over the most recent wins by Matt and Jack who've won everything the last three weeks? I mean, it's just going to be like hard to balance those things in your mind. Am I I on to something, Richard? I would say to me, Suri needs to do something strategic in the next two weeks, 100% just to solidify it. But I'm going to go back to the point that I keep making that I know Sarah disagrees with. Okay, I think the final speech can do wonders. Uh, Do I think she beats Matt? I think Matt has played a stronger like second half of the game, which I think we all know tends to be more convincing. So I think her versus Matt would be a really interesting final two. There's a world where it goes either way. I think it leans Matt right now. The same goes for Jag, but I think Jag hasn't done enough hasn't done as much strategically as Sari has, in my opinion. People think he has, but those were Matt's moves that Jag executed. So what claim does Jag have? Because it's not it's not even like those moves got blood on his hands. Like all it did was mate was paint a target on him on his back. That's all he did. For Sari, if she plays her cards right, to me, again, I'm going to keep repeating it, but I'm going to say it again, whatever. uh, State that you played Survivor multiple times. People knew that. People knew she made it far into the game of Survivor and still let her skate by. Two, I'm not going to lie. Jared being a dumbass will help her if she plays it right. If she goes through and says, Because the thing is, most people, if you say, like, my son played this game with me, are going to be like, that's not fair. You had an advantage. You had someone that was, like, always looking out for you. Here's the truth. She was looking out for him and fixing his stupid mistakes every week. Like, if that's how you portray it, if you need to, if if I'm her, I'm going to, like, she needs to throw Jared under the bus and just say he made a lot of stupid moves. But he made it as far as he did because I fixed them every single time. I was there every single time. So if she painted as I didn't have to just play my own game, I had to play his game, too. I think, she, yeah, I think she would have to say that, though, during the questions, not but during her final I don't think she's going to throw her son under the bus. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think she would either. Unfortunately, she's been ride or dying for Pooh's revenge the last three weeks. And I'm like, she's got a. Yeah. I think if she really knew the real story, she would have just like simmered. She's but. got a great game. She just, I just think like she just needs to solidify it with something this week or next week. Something like it could, it could be. Getting she wins H2H tonight and gets rid of Jag. She's got a clear path to the end. It could be getting rid of anybody of those four if you can explain it correctly as a strategic move i don't know what that would be for bowie or or felicia you could do it to bowie and say the woman has coasted for four weeks she hasn't done crap she won two hohs and did nothing with them and like i don't know if bowie's targeting sorry that's more crap but yeah. yeah i don't know there's a case to be made for anybody at this point all right. Well, I'm glad we had that discussion because I did want to have it before we got out of this episode. So, um, but last big news before the double, and it is that Blue was evicted on a unanimous vote. And then I had to sit through 
Luckily, five of the most awful minutes of my life, if it were a normal eviction, it probably would have been like 10. Uh, I don't know if I could have survived that long, but oh my God, that blue uh, eviction, walking out the door and interview with Julie. Uh, if I could burn a memory out of my brain, it might be that one. I mean, just the the cocky, uh, the cocky flamboyance of her like she putting on like this front but like i didn't believe it like i like she was trying to convince herself that she was a good player being like that's why they came after me i'm such a good strategic player don't you love my outfit she's doing the hair flips and the whole time i just like i've been saying it for weeks i can't stand her personality on the show and this was like the grand finale of it all so uh, Listen, Blue is her own hype girl, for sure. She is absolutely her own hype girl. Her on that stage, I I turned to AJ and I was like, I, I don't really like performance Blue, you know, because when she came out of that door, she was like a totally different Blue, you know, <laughs> we've seen in the past 80 something days. And it's just like, Yes, yes, yes. We know that you have all your outfits that you're posting and all that stuff on your Instagram and stuff like that. But like, we literally just saw you 20 minutes ago without makeup, you know, and your hair a mess and you in sweats. So, so don't come out here and, 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 and act, you know, all, you know, like that. <laughs> We lot. know you, Blue. We know you. <laughs> Let's just say you're lucky to have missed it, Richard, and we'll leave it at that. I'm, a, I'm just starting to question, like, is this, is it really a front or is the, or what we saw in the house actually just her? Like, I'm no, to think what we saw her. in the house is, act, is actually her. No, just, it's her. I'm just saying walking out interview. of the house. Yeah, the exit interview was just amplified because she knew she was definitely on TV. Yep. Yes, it's like, Blue, you've yeah. been on TV this whole time, honey. And yeah. like, yes, she's known, but she's definitely showed out more for like the live episodes and stuff like that. Whereas like- Not only just that, but her confessionals. Yeah. yeah, and like we've seen more of the blue on the live feeds when she probably hasn't maybe fully realized that like everyone sees it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If this were maybe Survivor and we'd only seen the uh, the diver rooms and the exit interview, all right, then I think, okay, she's just one of those personalities that's trying to get famous. I'd leave it at that. It's the fact that I've seen hours and hours of this girl be somebody else and yeah. then coming out the door, turn it up to a thousand and it's not like not in a cute way and not in a entertaining way, but in a way that made me feel bad. Like she was trying to convince herself that she did a better job than she did. And I, all I got to say is I'm so happy America made it one spot further than her because I know that's going to eat her alive going to the jury house. Oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> so eating <old> her alive <laughs> sitting on those chairs. She was about to have a meltdown. Blue sitting Thank next you. to America and Blue was all dressed up all dressed up in the whole I just got told I was being evicted outfit and America was sitting next to her in her workout gear ready to like take on this next HOH and like Blue's face like she had a smile on but literally she was she was about to sob on the inside because America was about to make it further than her and she just found out and 
Yeah, I think people just like really crave authenticity, like in this day and age. And what Blue showed us, like on the live shows versus like on the live feeds, it just like it showed like a lack of authenticity there. And I think that's why people struggle with Blue because we're like, hey, Blue, you're fine without your makeup and in your sweats and with your hair in a mess and just talking shit. You know, you don't have to put on this front to be the person that we could possibly like, you know, enjoy watching. So I think that that's like the key that she was, uh, missing there and that i mean a lot a lot of people miss that today so yeah i uh I, that was a great way to put it sarah uh authenticity that's what she was lacking tonight so uh all right let's move on to this double so blue is now officially out of our lives and it is jag not playing and in my mind there was only one bad result i forgot about bowie she's just an extension of Matt and Jack. I was rooting for a way that Jack could be evicted from this house tonight. I know you were too, Sarah. Sari had a great shot there. She, oh my gosh. W- w- what was her lead when you when you first texted me? It was like th- she she had three. Everyone else had like one. Maybe it was like two. it was like four. She she had a two point lead essentially. Okay. They started out and Sari was on a freaking roll and then got test anxiety. And I can and, relate. I can. Well, but- and how about that when it, the moment it turned for for her, she was like Julie gave her the I need an answer now, Sari, and she was between the right answer and the an answer that no one even guessed. Like she was the only one that guessed C. And if that had got, if she had just gone with the other one, we might be in a different world right now. But instead, we're in the universe where Bowie Jane wins her second HOH. Okay, but I have to mention the fact that I personally feel like America threw this HOH because she thought Sari had enough of a lead to win it. And she had mentioned earlier, either today or this week, that she would throw it to Sari. And boy, was she wrong. And boy, did it screw her. Yeah, well, that's been a theme of the season is throwing competitions and then coming back to bite you in the butt. So um, but Richard, what are your feelings about a Bowie Jane double eviction night HOH? Uh, does this start to make her a threat for the end game. Okay. Bowie, sorry. FBJ has won two HOHs, but as I texted um, my friends, I continually bring them up on this podcast. Um, I straight up wrote, um, Oh God, if I can find the freaking forget it. I, I basically said uh, Bowie second HOH, but socially and strategically, she's still playing the Victoria strategy. Um, she has not done anything, and her HOHs both times have taken out the easy target. I don't Remind know what, me, who was her first target? Uh, the first time she won, was she the Cameron? It was Sari. Sari was her initial target, but then Cameron. it ended up being Cameron. Hold on, yep. HOH, yeah, Bowie Jane Cameron. Sari, Felicia, and then they backdoored Cameron. So technically, she could hold the candle in the final two, being like, I got rid of Cameron. Okay. Yes, that was on her HOH week. She never. But was she really the one that that orchestrated that move? 
Let's just say she accidentally, she has now accidentally won two (laughs) HOHs. America couldn't win one competition and Bowie Jane accidentally won two. She accidentally won two HOHs. Fountain of Youth FBJ, 35 years young. Come on, America. Everyone was rooting for her. She has been rated number one person to be HOH. America was? Weekly. Everyone has been wanting to see her be HOH, and she continues to throw it. I'm so done. The only competition she didn't throw was night one competition when she entered the house, and she beasted that competition. Can I just say, FBJ, oh my god, Sarah's, Sarah's right completely threw, threw me <laughs> off. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, FBJ sitting against any of the four other remaining players in this house loses every time. I think we're at a point where this get where where Jer- Yes, we're jerk. I just, okay, let me defend that. Let me defend that. Is it the blocks? I think we're at a I think we're at a point where jurors respect the social and strategic. I mean, more than the physical. Had two HOHs, just like Bowie. The thing is, one right? She had she had one. She had one, one, the golfing one, the the putt putt. They she has not won a single another one except for the one in week three. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at a page right now. <laughs> she has one. <laughs> Sarah's convinced. Only she has the two. only the Heisman one. Yes, um, I just. I thought okay, her I think second one was Cameron the first time. No, uh, Cameron the first time, um, was Jared. Oh, okay. Um, I think, yeah. As I was saying, I think that we're at a point where people respect the social and strategic more, and the physical, the winning comps comes down to what you do with it, right? And. FBJ has won two comps. They're both HOHs, and she has done and she has done nothing with them. Cameron was a great player, but he's the easy out, and Cameron had no intention on targeting Bowie Jane. So where's the defense as to why you get rid of Cameron? I don't see one. Both of her HOHs were manipulated. She was another person who got rid of her closest ally, just like Jag. And I just think, like, if, okay, if you put her up against Felicia, I think Felicia has played a stronger social and strategic game. Mm. So, like, strategically, Felicia has been a much bigger say in a lot of the conversations that actually fucking mattered. Okay? Whereas Bowie Jane has just been there to throw in her two cents to create some chaos and then fuck off into the distance right like what tell me one move that bowie jane was genuinely a part of i can name i can probably you can find some that felicia was you don't think you don't think a move that she wanted to be a part of then that's hard to find she's a part of a few moves but they were like forced upon her okay let me say this she, in my opinion, she actually, Bowie like, Jane, unlike, I mean. unlike Bowie Jane, I think Felicia actually had, like, some sort of a say and some sort of, like, influence on the Heisem eviction. I don't think that Bowie Jane had any influence on the Cameron eviction, except for the fact that they pitched her a back door and she said, yeah. 
But she didn't even say Felicia, yes. at least she, was, she at least, said no and then had to be convinced into that's doing right. it. At least Felicia was part of the conversation with the Heisem vote and contributed to it and wanted to do it. And like, you know, that was part of her plan. I mean, I just to me, I just think Felicia was a better player. It's not by a big margin. But I just don't think that that Bowie Jane beats anyone left in this house. Is that potentially some bias seeping in because I don't want to do any hot way hot ones challenge? Yes. Yes, it is. And if God is good, FBJ will not even be sitting in a seat come of it come <laughs> finale night. Oh well, I, I doubt that that's even a scenario that's even Unfortunately, worth talking about any that much further, a Felicia Bowie Jane final, but I'd be entertained if that's how it ends. Because boy, that how would Matt and Jag both leave before the fi- the final? We have five people left in this game. If the final two is the two of them that have zero explanation as to why they deserve to win this game, I'm done. I'm done. It would At be least interesting. You can defend the other three winning. So the only other interesting thing that happened tonight that we need to talk about was Matt's veto win. I mean, he just beasted out. I I remember at one Literally. point, like. He went and fetched a ball like he and Jag left the ball pit to drop a ball. And Matt went back and fetched a second ball and came back before Jag even finished that first drop. He was lapping people while uh, Suri and Felicia, no offense, were just making sure they weren't going to like trip and break a hip or something because they were walking so slow, like so. so oh, slow. was it the slip and slide one? No. no, just ball pits and just balls everywhere. And then no. upstairs to drop into a tube. I have a lot of thoughts about this competition. Essentially, this competition was made for Matt. And although Matt is on my roster and obviously I want him to win production wise, if I were in the house, this is a competition that was absolutely completely geared toward Matt. First of all, they had the typical ball pits. You got to go fetch something out of a ball pit and take it over here. And at this competition, you know, they had to put get a ball into like a little pickle. Well, th- they don't usually include steps. I mean, a freaking fl- like mini flight of stairs they included in this competition like are you having kidding me who thought that Sari and felicia were going to be running up those steps like are you effing joking meanwhile matt's giraffe legs can reach <laughs> reach all the way down to the ball pit and all the way back up to the hoop thing <laughs> in three seconds or less <laughs> And it's he was just, doing like flips into the ball pit. That's how I, excited he was. He was diving I, backwards. Like, I, I, also just I, say, I, like, I literally saw the competition. I saw it and I said, oh, Matt's going to win this. Can I also just say it's really refreshing to hear Sarah complain about Matt winning a comp after getting 100 days of Sarah just absolutely glorifying the man. So it's really nice to, to have a change of pace. Listen, listen, listen. Yes, he's on my roster, but like I also care about how the like Big Brother competitions are made. And this one was not made for anyone other than Matt and potentially Jag. But again, Matt's legs are just twice the length of Jag's. In what about Bowie James? So. What about 
Bowie Jane's agile 35-year-old body. <laughs> Did she even play? I honestly don't remember. Was she even in the competition? I don't even remember, to be honest. Uh, Loki, I, I usually forget that she's even in the house. I mean, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm uh, not lying when I say this. When she went in to vote for Blue, I actually went, because oh, I forgot she was in the game. <laughs> I was like, oh, because I thought we were done voting and Bowie came in for the last vote. And I was like, oh, what is she Bowie's there? <laughs> Completely forgot. So, um, yeah. And then we see America get voted out unanimously. She uh, she choked up in her speech. Um, mm. Felicia's still giving her mustard seed speech. She's riding that to the end. Um, she did say, I don't know if you watched this part, Richard, but Julie asked uh, America, what do you want from you and Corey? Now that, yep, you, I heard now, that. now that you're out of this house and she goes, oh, I don't know, marriage. And then like hesitated and was like, just kidding. But like, I don't think she was kidding. I so. thought it was a, I thought it was a playful. Just kidding. I thought it was. Oh, I don't think it was like a, I want to be married, but I think it was like, a, uh, I mean, if if he did it on finale night, eh, I wouldn't say like, no, no. Kind of OK, thing. OK. No, no. But here's the thing is it she would say yes, because it would be. Iconic. Yeah. I, become a I, legend. I literally here's the thing. Can I say I love America? Don't get me wrong. I love America. But I literally wrote to my friends, oh my God, if this girl says iconic one more time, I'm jumping. Iconic. It's iconic. Also, also, I fucking knew that hat she was wearing was Corey's. Of, of course, course it, it was. was. Listen, God, listen. I would listen. love to hear. I mean, I, I I would love to like apply Zach's zing from BB sixteen to Corey, who's who who wears pink hats and pink clothes, cuddles with. Listen, can we just talk about how Big Brother Big Brother did not include the segment where Corey and America said that they loved each other, and they also didn't include that in America's goodbye message to Corey. She said, "I love you, Corey." So the first time we've ever heard America say that she loved Corey was tonight in her goodbye oh, really? message when she was like, "Oh, Corey, I just love him," and like this is the first time America. America, the country is hearing this, <laughs> which is shocking because CBS usually milks these uh, showmances for every ounce they can get out of it. Uh, but I think once they saw the Jared Blue, they were just like, ah, maybe this isn't just the year that we focus. Just, just like, it. yeah, <laughs> the viewers have had enough. They have a limited supply damn, with those damn paper towels. They have a limited supply of protection in the house, and it was all and used protein. up. And we are not replenishing it. CBS said. So, yeah. All right. Here we are. Final five. Uh, my final question to both of you. I'll start with you, Sarah. <clears throat> Is there a pathway for anyone but Jag and Matt to win? And if not, who stands the better chance right now between Jag and Matt? Will it come down to those final competitions, or do you think one of them already has it locked up? Uh, you know, I live a life of optimism and, you know, sometimes that's good for me and sometimes that's bad for me. Just like I said, you know, Thursdays are like my favorite days because they're like eviction days and I don't know what's going to happen. Usually by the end of Thursday night, I'm like super disappointed. I'm like, what the f just happened? So, 
Um, I'm not gonna try and get my hopes too up. I, my first instinct is to say it really all matters, like who wins this next HOH, but I feel like I've been thinking that for just like forever. So, um, I know that, I know that Matt really wants it. Like you could tell tonight in the final two, like of that for of the double eviction um hoh that he really wanted it but i would love more than anything to see a suri hoh i mean that would literally i think just make everyone in the world just feel better after coming off of a two-week jag hoh but i swear if we see jag when that hoh i will not be here i will not be here all right richard same question to you how do you see this final 14 days playing out i don't think anyone except for the three that i named earlier matt sari jag have a i don't think anybody else has a good shot of winning this game um i will say though something that i realized is i think sari is gonna need to do a lot of gameplay if she can make it to the final four final three because realistically she's probably not winning the, that final HOH comp, we know what it is. We know the format. She's probably not winning it. But if she can convince Matt or Jag or both of them that they have a shot, that they have a better shot of beating her than the other person, then they can take her to the end. And that could be a huge step, like a huge like platform for her to step on and be able to say, like, I got him to get rid of his like, b- like biggest ally. His final two deal for me, like there are ways for, for that, for them to win. I just, I don't think Felicia wins. I don't think um, Bowie wins unless they're sitting next to the other person. Um, I'm just excited. I agree with Sarah. I would do anything for a Sari HOH this week just to see what she does with it because you know, it's going to be chaotic. You know, it's going to be fun. And for me, it also means that we get another week of Sari fields and I'm never going to complain about that. So I don't know. There's lots of ways this thing could go. There's still five people left in this game, so anything can happen at this point. Yeah, no, I agree with both your all's analysis. I think uh, enjoy these last few weeks of Suri on television because I think this game may have broken her. But I'm I'm rooting hard for a Suri win because uh, I've become a fan, and I don't know. I just can't. I don't want to see a Jag win. I like Jag as a person, but it's been like you said, Sarah, it's he's had a lot of production advantages that I just wouldn't feel great about if that's how he won this game. So yeah. it's a comp, comp beast, but Resurrection and all the other like double HOHs no. get out of here with that. So if you've been evicted from the house, you shouldn't be able to walk away with the check. I was just going to say, when you look at this final five, I just think we should be happy that whatever happens, we're going to get another likable winner likable that's not only like it's not it's uh it's it's uh it's not jackson mickey so you know what you know you're not wrong about that i'll give you that i'll give you that i i I literally didn't finish that season because bare minimum he bare minimum literally the worst yeah that was a rough one we're just asking for the bare minimum now on that note we will be back here next week for the penultimate episode of the US 25 Bitter Jury Podcast. Until then, thanks for watching. Make sure to rate and subscribe, and we will see you all next time. Bye.
Thanks.